Hey everyone, thanks for joining us. This is the Anesthesia Learn on the Go podcast series from the University of Kentucky Department of Anesthesiology. In these episodes, we will provide a high-yield clinical review of some of the common topics encountered by anesthesiologists at all levels. The following episode will be recorded by a member of our department at UK. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at UK Anesthesia and subscribe to the University of Kentucky Department of Anesthesiology YouTube channel for our video cast. Now fire up your headphones, relax, and let's talk anesthesia. Let us discuss the two most common crystalloid solutions used in the operating room, normal saline and Ringer's lactate solution. Both solutions are suitable for IV resuscitation and maintenance. However, there are differences in their physiological effects, especially with regard to acid-base balance. In particular, it is often observed that infusion of significant quantities of normal saline can lead to a metabolic acidosis, which is accompanied by a rise in chloride levels. This is often called a hyperchloremic acidosis, though that term, while accurate, is slightly misleading. We will investigate the mechanism of these changes as well as ways to avoid them. Because it is a common topic in medical school and therefore might be more familiar, let us begin by examining the concept of a volume contraction alkalosis. Consider a volume overloaded patient, perhaps someone with mild heart failure causing inadequate perfusion of the kidneys. Decreased renal perfusion means decreased filtration and thus decreased elimination of sodium. The positively charged sodium in the blood remains electrically balanced by a negatively charged chloride, and water follows the osmotic effect of the salt. This is the basic mechanism for dietary sodium causing excess intravascular volume in heart failure. Treatment of such volume overload can include the administration of loop diuretics, which increase the rate of sodium excretion in the loop of Henle. Along with the sodium goes chloride for electroneutrality and osmotically water in the form of increased urine production. As the blood volume decreases due to diuresis, the remaining blood electrolytes and solutes become more concentrated. If this intravascular volume contraction is brisk, the concentration of solutes and of particular note bicarbonate can rise more rapidly than a rate for which the kidneys can compensate. As increases in bicarbonate concentration lead to increases in pH, they thus lead to alkalemia and alkalosis. In the operating room, it is more common to worry about inadequate blood volume, so anesthesiologists often infuse electrolyte solutions to replace obligatory and surgical intravascular depletion. Consider now a patient who is somewhat volume depleted due to NPO status and evaporative losses during an open abdominal surgery. The anesthesiologist elects to infuse a few liters of normal saline to increase circulating blood volume and improve organ perfusion. Sodium and chloride enter the bloodstream along with water. This new intravascular volume dilutes the other blood electrolytes and solutes, including bicarbonate. As the bicarbonate concentration falls, so does the pH, resulting in acidemia and acidosis. 
In effect, this is exactly the opposite process of a contraction alkalosis. For symmetry, we shall refer to this as a volume expansion acidosis. Different laboratories have their own range of normal values, but the average sodium concentration of blood is approximately 140 milliequivalents per liter, and chloride concentration is approximately 100 milliequivalents per liter. The concentration of both sodium and chloride in normal saline is 154 milliequivalents per liter. Thus, with respect to these two electrolytes, the concentration of sodium is much closer to normal than is the concentration of chloride, which is significantly higher than normal blood. If a lab test is drawn at this point, the relatively high concentration of chloride in normal saline will have caused a much greater increase in plasma chloride concentration than sodium concentration. Due to the dilution of bicarbonate, the pH will be decreased and the patient will be acidemic, while the chloride concentration will be raised. Note that the chloride elevation is otherwise unrelated to the cause of the change in pH. It is simply due to the particular choice of spectator anion that was infused with the sodium. Had we given, say, a solution of sodium iodide or sodium bromide, the pH would have changed just the same, while the alternate spectator anion concentration would have increased commensurately. These other anions are not as biologically benign as chloride, however, so they are not used in practice. Considering that the cause of the acidosis is dilution of bicarbonate, it is natural to wonder if we could avoid this effect by infusing a salt solution containing an appropriate concentration of bicarbonate instead of plain sodium chloride. In fact, this would be an entirely reasonable approach and would result in minimal perturbation of the patient's pH. While we are at it, perhaps we could also include some other common minerals in appropriate concentrations, such as potassium and calcium. A solution of sodium, potassium, calcium, chloride, and bicarbonate is a nearly perfect combination of nutrients for OR fluid replacement, except for one detail. While each cation mentioned is stable in an aqueous solution with chloride, Calcium poses a special problem when it is combined with bicarbonate. The divalent calcium rapidly displaces bicarbonate's hydrogen, forming calcium carbonate. Also known as chalk or limestone, calcium carbonate is poorly soluble and rapidly precipitates as a white solid, clogging IV catheters and tubing. Fortunately, there is an anion that is water-soluble even when mixed in a solution containing calcium and that is rapidly converted to bicarbonate when it reaches the liver. This anion is lactate. Since lactate's companion cations in IV solutions are sodium, potassium, and calcium, the lactate in Ringer's lactate solution is not lactic acid whose cation would be hydrogen. For this reason, administration of the lactate anions in Ringer's lactate does not cause acidosis. We are infusing the conjugate base instead. The dilutional effect of IV solutions containing a readily available source of bicarbonate have little impact on the pH of a healthy patient. 
For this reason, Ringer's lactate is a favorite choice for OR anesthesiologists working to maintain patient fluid balance. Despite this, patients occasionally receive a significant volume of IV normal saline solution, which results in a volume expansion acidosis. If the patient is otherwise healthy, the liver and kidneys will work to create and retain bicarbonate ions, reaching homeostasis in several hours or less with no further intervention. If more rapid correction is indicated, IV sodium bicarbonate can be considered, although this will further increase the intravascular volume. Alternatively, a loop diuretic can be administered if additional intravascular volume expansion is not desired. Hey everyone, thanks so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you have ideas for future podcasts, please reach out to us via email at learnonthego at uky.edu. Don't forget to follow us on our social media accounts as well, on Instagram and Twitter, UK Anesthesia. From all of us at UK Department of Anesthesiology, have a great day.